Welcome to the podcast, Brandon. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? My name is Brandon Lyons. I am a full stack web developer. I work for a company called Evacity, which is part of a public university in Michigan. We run an automated test facility for automated vehicles. So it's pretty much like a fake city. It's a 35-acre fake city where car companies can come and test automated vehicles, uh, self-driving cars, and that kind of technology. So I work at my make full stack apps. We use Vue as our front end. Great. You've been working on MCT for a long time? I've only been with them for about nine months now. So you've been experiencing with Vue.js, is that right? I've used Vue for about a year and a half now. Picked it up a while back when I was working on an existing and enterprise project with jQuery. And we picked up, we wanted to try adding in Vue, and we found it was very easy to get started with. And once I got started with it, I started using it for all my personal apps. And then when I got my new role at MCity, I chose Vue to develop all our applications with. Vue is a progressive JS script used to create dynamic user interfaces. Is that right? Yeah, they call it the progressive JavaScript framework. It is a very non-opinionated framework, meaning they don't try to structure you too much and uh, how you should do like some certain task. You can, you have a lot of freedom. If people are familiar with the Angular ecosystem, it's kind of like the opposite of that, where Angular is a very opinionated framework. There's usually the Angular way to do things, for instance, making HTTP calls or things like that, where with Vue, you can kind of mix and match your pieces a little bit more. It's up there with React in that sense, I'd say. Cool. And also, it is a lightweight library. The version 2.4.2 is only 58.8 kilobytes. I know if you're serving the minified GZIP version of the um, the one without the compiler, it's only 20 kilobytes minified. So yeah, the, it's very lightweight. It's very small because Vue ships, like, like I said earlier, it, it's very lightweight and it ships with just the core library. Like all Vue itself handles is the reactivity layer and the view layer of your, your code. But then there's these other packages that are still maintained by the same Vue core team, but they're just other packages that you can add on, they call them plugins to the view framework and you'll get greater functionality like the view router, the Vuex state management system. And all these things are still maintained by the core contributors. So you still get that same first party support but it's not included in the main library if you don't need it. So just float your sizes. And it is also open source and being used by companies such as Alibaba, Xiaomi, Adobe, Grammarly, and GitLab. So it is a very popular library at this point. Yeah, it's gaining a lot of popularity. I know recently there was a survey published called The State of JS 2018 came out. In that survey, they showed a lot of, there's a lot of questions rating frameworks and the responses were something like, if you used it and want to use it again, if you use it and want not use it again, if you haven't used it but want to use it. And Vue was really up there just on people wanted to use it and everyone that have, has used it really wanted to stick with it. It's only gaining popularity. So I'd say this past year is when Vue underwent a decent amount of its growth and it's still not up there with the likes of React or anything, but it's it's a large framework now with an incredibly large community. It's very diverse. People all around the world are using this tool, contributing 
making the, the developer experience better by making more tooling. So yeah, it's a very large framework, I'd say. Great. I think one of the reasons of its popularity is that it is very easy to integrate to existing HTML pages. Yeah, I'll agree. I, I agree with that. Like I said earlier, the first time I actually used Vue, we had an existing application written in jQuery. It got to the point where managing the state with jQuery was just becoming way too cumbersome. If anyone has ever done jQuery development, they'll know exactly what that means. You're attaching things to data attributes and it's, it's not pretty. So what we did was we decided, okay, every new page we add will be in Vue instead of jQuery. So the way we were able to do that is just we could just include Vue as a script tag on the HTML page, just like you would do any other library like jQuery or anything like that. From there, you, you can just write your um, your components inside the, the page itself or whatever JavaScript file you import in your HTML. So you don't have to run like a Webpack process or some kind of pre-build process to use Vue. You can just include it as a script tag and get going right from there. Yes, you do not have to install anything to use Vue.js. So that's why I also like to use Vue.js. It is also having a smaller learning curve compared to other frameworks such as React and Angular. You can learn Vue.js much faster. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that too. For most people, like some people will be different. So for some people, React works very well and just clicks with them. Personally, when I tried learning React the first time, I had just encountered a lot of issues. It was really rough for me, whereas Vue didn't give me any of those pain points. So I think it's important. People need to pick the best tool for their use case and for their specific job. But at the same time, I, I, I personally think Vue is a great tool and that it has a very low learning curve. It's easy to get involved. You write actual HTML and then the concept of single file components, I think, is very interesting. Vue.js can be scaled up to allow for full-fledged uh, single-page applications, including support for progressive web apps and server-side rendering. So it is up there with the best tools, even for complex applications. Yeah, that's that's another thing that's great about Vue. There's a library called Nuxt, that is N-U-X-T, and what that is, is that's the server-side rendered like view library. What that allows you to do is render your code on the server side so that when a, a search engine or like a search engine crawler is scraping your HTML, they'll actually get the hydrated content with all your content in the HTML. And it won't just be like the, the application skeleton since the JavaScript isn't running. So you can do server-side rendering, you can do a full SPA, that's the way I mainly use Vue is doing like a single page application. And that's with that you would have the Vue router to handle all your routing internally. So you only have to load that once. And then you would use Vuex usually for your state management within that single page application. Cool. Some of the major features of Vue.js are virtual DOM, components, templates, and routing. Do you understand what a virtual DOM is? Yeah, the virtual DOM is, it, it, it's like a copy of the DOM that Vue keeps in memory inside the application. And it's it's a mirror of the DOM, but what happens is all the changes that are made are stored in this virtual DOM first, and then they're kind of bashed out at certain times, and then the actual DOM is updated. Because making DOM updates to the actual HTML DOM in the browser is very expensive. 
but making the updates to the virtual DOM can have less of an impact. So that, that just saves you performance. They run a difference of the virtual DOM with the regular DOM and uh, find which elements need to be updated that way. You were also mentioning about the view router. Do you know what the view router does? Yeah, so view router will add any kind of application routing to your single page application or progressive web app. What that allows you to do is define certain routes. Like if you had example.com slash about, if you go to that route, you can tell it that it should load this certain component when it's on this route. And you could have an instance that you had a store website. You would want the account information page to only be allowed to be accessed if the user is logged in. You could define that in the view router and say this route slash account or something can only be accessed if the user is logged in. So it just makes the kind of routing and protecting your routes very, very easy. It's just a JavaScript object that you build with all the routes central in it. Um, it's quite simple. The examples in their docs online are uh, really, really good if you do run into any issues. Cool. And some other features I believe of the view router is that you can have view transition effects. When you're going to a certain page, you can have a specific transition appear. Another concept which I would like to talk about is view directives. I've been using directive in various frameworks. I used it in Angular and now in Vue. View directives allow you to extend your HTML and add new attributes and tag. Do you also use view directives? Yeah, so um, I mainly used view ships with uh, a suite of built-in directives, which are kind of the core functionality of view. I mainly use those ones, which those would be like VF, VON, VELSE. VF is just like a, a conditional that will tell you if you want to pass it in a Boolean expression or an expression that evaluates to a Boolean. And based on the result of that, it will either render that component or not render that component. In addition to VF, there's VSHOW, which is very similar. It will either toggle a component, whether it's shown or not, but the difference between the two is that VSHOW just sets the CSS property to display hidden. So the actual content is still on the page, it's just hidden. But VF actually rips it out of the DOM or puts it back in. Then the other directives would be like, there's VON, which is just event listening. So you could say like VON click, or when a user clicks on some element, you want to run some function. You also mentioned, in addition to these directives, you extend them and write out your own. I've had to do that a couple times. One of them I, I used was for uh, focusing an element. So you, you could run a function every time an element was focused on the page or something. There's another directive which I use, which is vbind. So this is used for one-way data binding, where the UI part of the application does not update automatically when the data model is changed. In this case, we need to write some custom code to make the UI update every time a data model is changed. So this is uh, vbind, and there's the other one, which is the vmodel directive, which is being used for two-way data binding. Here, the UI is updated automatically every time the data model is changed. Depending on the requirements, I find myself using both. I just want to clarify, with the one-way data binding, when you change the data in your, your, your code, it, it will reflect on the UI immediately. It's reactive in that sense. It, like You don't need to manually trigger the re-render. The difference is, if 
if the user changes the value, like some kind of input changes that value, then it won't be reflected back up to the value in your code. I, I think that's what you what, what you said. I just wanted to clarify that. That is the difference between the one-way and two-way. You will have to use both. You'll, you'll need to use the two-way data binding on like usually any kind of input. So, you know, if you have a text input, you're going to two-way bind that. You're going to uh, checkbox, a select box, a menu, anything like that that requires input, you'll usually have to do a two-way binding. The cool thing is Vue provides a shorthand to do this called vModel, which the shorthand for that is you tell it a property, you, you give it the initial property that it should bind to in your code, which is a one-way binding. And every time the component emits an input event, that value gets set to the result. So like in a text box, for instance, if you have a, a text box bound to the variable name and you start typing in your name, Every time you, you type in a letter, it's going to send an input event to that component. And then the name value is going to be equal to the result of that event or the value of that event. The two-way data binding isn't actually like binding the data. You can change it in both places. It's still only be, being able to be changed in the top layer, and it has to be passed down. And then events are admitted up is the flow that the view docs recommend. I know that's kind of confusing to like to talk about, but the official docs, they have a visual diagram, which makes it a lot more clear. As a, someone who has experience, I can understand. Of course, some of the people in the audience doesn't understand. They can check the view doc, which is indeed very clearly written and much detailed. That's that. There's another feature in Vue.js, which is filters. So it allows you to transform the output that are going to be rendered on the browser. I've seen filters used on a few spots. I haven't been writing. So there's something going on right now in the development of Vue 3 where the creator of Vue, his name is Evan Yu, they're talking about maybe removing filters and V3 or slightly like changing the functionality of them because there's no way to easily cache a filter. The filters can be used for things like localization, for instance, is a big one. So you can have like every input on your page, it'll be, it'll be passed into this filter that you add. And that filter will just take whatever, whatever the input is, and it'll run some function on it and then spit it back out. So in the instance of localization, it would get every input on your page. The function would find the, the language that you were using, and then it would translate it to that language and spit it back out which I thought that was a very interesting use case. 